Welcome, 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 everyone, to the Nameless Program featuring JJ. I'm your host, Ninja, with my co-host, Jay. Yo. Yo, what up, bro? Uh, not much. What did you eat today? I didn't do much today. Uh, what I eat today? I didn't really eat much. I had a little chicken, a little lettuce wraps. Nothing too crazy, you know? Nothing too crazy. You know what's crazy? What's that? We, we're on episode nine. That means uh, we've been doing, we did a month already. Exactly. One month, brother. One month. One month. That? So, yeah, this is our first show in the second month. Mm-hmm. How do we come up with all this crap? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we just go with the flow, man. We just go with the flow. We're doing it, you know, coming up with topics yeah. and. You know, just bringing good energy, a good vibe uh, out into the universe. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do anyway, bro. Yo, it all starts with this shirt, man. Oh, yes. Fury. Damn right that's a nice shirt. You see the career right there? I see it, bro. Yeah, we're doing it. See the career right here, bro? Oh, yeah. We're we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, but I got a little bit of this too over here. You know what I mean? A little bit of uh, this, a little bit of are that. Starting, are we starting that already, bro? One month anniversary, man. What are we gonna do? You know, I kept uh, my I kept myself nice and hungry. I haven't uh, eaten since uh, maybe early afternoon, and uh, you know, I was like, I didn't have a lot of liquor, and I was working. I couldn't get out the house to buy anything, so I was like, you know, let me see um, how I could do this. All right, don't eat, <laughs> you know, and the liquor will go further. You know what I mean? That'll, that'll stretch it out. Uh, what's today's topic? What are we talking about? We're talking about family. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are I'm family. Red Bull. I'm, oh, I'm going to wait it out a little bit till halftime. Yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. Oh. Get that. Family, yeah, that's a crazy topic today. Great topic. Great topic. Family, you know, a lot of things we can talk about family you know um you know that's the foundation for us really growing up um we learned so much from our families right our families have given us so much you know our ancestors you know where does it start where does it end no well we both come from a very similar family backdrop Mm -hmm. we both came here at the age of three from korea Mm -hmm. we both relied very heavy on the support of our family working as immigrants to try and create an opportunity for where we are now. Mm 
I remember I put a lot of pressure on myself as a child um, because that was always told to me as a kid, as a child, you know, growing up that you have to do well because we came here for you. And I carried the burden of that on my shoulders proudly. But didn't you? I mean, we all did. Of course. That's what they I think they tell us that to kind of, you know, to make us step our game up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got to harden us a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember countless nights um, of me crying to sleep at night because I felt like I was disappointing my parents because they had put so much pressure on me. I remember that pretty clearly. I remember every, you know, almost every time that I did that, like what right. what I failed in, like I might have failed it or like not did so well on the test. But I think we turned out all right. Ah, uh, you know, my my childhood, you know, I, like I said, we like you said, we I, I came here when I was three years old. Well, actually, two and a half, three. Right? Let's just say so. Um, immigrant family. You know, working, my parents worked in sweatshops. We all stayed in my grandmother's house in a, in a studio apartment, my whole family. Like my first uncle, his family, my second uncle, his family, me, my, my family, my younger, my father's younger brother, my other uncle. You know, there was like five, mm. five and another one. We had five families there and their kids in a studio apartment. I slept in the hallway of a bathroom, me, my mother, and my father. My uncle slept in the kitchen. The other one slept here. The other one slept on the living room floor. And you know, just just trying to make it, and we saved enough money for one family to get a place. You know, everybody would pool their money. You know, that's you know, you couldn't do it individually. There was strength in pooling money. You know, right. and then you know, one one uncle went, and the other uncle went, and his family. You know, they took them out, and that's you know, that's pretty much the foundation. I, I'll never forget sleeping on the bathroom floor, bro. You know, right. That's that's. I, uh... Yeah, my aunt just recently passed this week because of coronavirus, and she was the gateway for our family Jeez. to come over here. Yeah, Jeez. and so I got a lot to thank her for. Um, yeah, but she passed earlier this week, so shout out to her in heaven. Yeah, my condolences oh. to you, your family. You know, I know that's a tough loss. You know, she's OG in your family. You know, man, she's had a rough path because we, when we first came, they lived in a house, a three bedroom house, and my grandmother lived in one of the rooms, them and their kids lived in another room. Mm -hmm. And me and my dad and mom shared another room. I didn't even know I had a sister until I was seven. Like we were too poor to bring her over here. And the uncle, her husband owned a liquor store and he would come home every night at midnight. And he was kind of like my, you know, he was my uncle. It was fun to play with. So I'd always stay up and wait for him. Every night he'd come and play with me and hang out and put me to bed. One night he opened the door a fucking gunshot mm. dude shoots him in the back of the head and robs him of all his money. And since then, my aunt's never been the same, you know, just imagine mm. having to go through that, raising all your children. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nasty. You know, and like our families, I'm pretty sure, it, you know, we didn't, they didn't, they didn't uh, come here speaking English. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very tough trying to figure things out in a new country and, you know, just trying to provide for your family and try to build a future. You know, it's like what they say, like the American dream. You know, people come here for that. And, you know, my grandmother, man, and my grandfather, I don't really remember my grandfather too much. I have memories of him. Uh, he passed when I was six. but So I do have memories of him. But my grandmother was so, such a rock, such a foundation. She was so strong. Like, and, you know, I grew up, 
my my father's side of the family is Christian, so my grandmother was big in the church. She she held like a big position, and she would wake up at like four thirty in the morning, five in the morning to go to church, you know. And she she'd run around and do all the things that she had to do. I could just imagine like really what her life was like. You know what I mean? Like um, even back in Korea. Yeah, her generation, even the generation that her, the exact same generation in America was the greatest generation of all time. They went so, through industrial. So, like the grand, our grandparents, right? Yeah, yeah, like the 1920s and, and on. They went through industrialization. They went through the Depression. They went through World War II. You know, they, they went through so many, you know, they went through, uh, yeah, like the Dust Bowl. They went through so many things. Even, you know, our grandparents had a very similar journey with the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And our parents had to live up to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And they always did whatever that they could do to scrap and put together a family and put some money together so that they can create an opportunity for us. And we grew up seeing that suffering. Mm. Um, but I feel like, you know, kids now, it's they were growing up in a yes world. Um, but we'll mm. talk about a little bit more of that when we get yeah. to the next one. Um, yeah, man. So it's a it's it's kind of you know when you when you think about your family you know you know you think about those things and then on the other end too right you know they can also be i don't i don't, I don't want to sound like a jerk you know what i mean but you know our families you know are also like a burden kind of you know they're they're a super responsibility you know and something we all have to carry but it is what it is you know and you know our ancestors man like they had a way out for that, you know? They had a way out for that. Like what what people don't know about our country is the grandparents back in the days, and people weren't living long back then, you know, they didn't have the medicine and stuff like that. So what they would do is they didn't they no longer wanted to be a burden onto the family because the family had to move forward. And you know, they were causing um I guess, you know, their children to have to take time, resources, energy to take care of them. So what they would do is they would go away, they would pack some food or whatever, and in the winter time or whenever, they just go to the mountains and stay there. And they would just die. Yeah. I that's, mean they lived through the they lived through the Spanish flu, which killed about fifty million people. Yeah, that's that, now today. We're we're going through some stuff, but I don't think we'd go through yeah. it nearly as much as they did. You know? Yeah. Like that's like, you know, suicide on a different, different level. If you think about it, like you just pack enough food, whatever you can carry, you know, and then you just stay mm-hmm. up there. You know, they can't even come look for you. You know, you're in the mountains. You know what I mean? Like tigers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like no, no. Yeah. Sean is right. We got to be tougher. Yeah, man. We got to be as tough as them. You know, yeah. this generation, you know, is very soft. You can't even tell people anything. You can't even say mm-hmm. anything to anybody. And I think. A lot of it has to do with the upbringing of people because you got to see who their parents are and when they came about and depending on culture, how they grew up, where they grew up. And we're all products of that, right? And now this generation is so like, you can't even give people advice without them feeling like a certain way and they got to challenge you or it's, it's, like a, it's like a battle, it's like a competition. And it's like, yo, take it easy. You know, I'm we're just talking, you know? Uh, it's funny is I had sent out um, like messages about our show tonight, right? 
And somebody was like, well, you know how, you know how support works, right? Well, you got to support in order to get support, something like that. And I was like, what do you have that I can support? Like, what do you, let me know, I'll do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are you doing? What is it? I'm not liking right. a picture. Did I not see a, a comment I didn't like? It's like so like trivial. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's useless. It means absolute nothing. But, you know, I, I just, you know, and I, I made a post about patience. You know, I learned patience. And to know that actually, certain things. Actually, man, you know, growing up in a tougher environment makes things more fun. Um, especially us. We live in a different, uh, I guess, from the immigrant standpoint. I used to hate doing homework at home because I never had a glue stick. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. I know what you used. <laughs> you know what I mean? We never had these. And we always had arts and crafts projects, right? And my mom always like, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. Take some rice and some water, smash it up, dip our little fingers in it. That's it. It didn't bro. work as well. Yeah. Like all my, my book would be falling apart by the time I got to school. But... Bro, bro. All my book covers, you know, back in back in the days, you used to have to put book covers on the on the the, the school textbooks, right? All my book covers were made with rice, bro. <laughs> I kid you not. Yeah. And my mom, yeah. you know, like my mom, my mom showed me she did it her way, and she did like the perfect origami, like you know what yeah. I mean? Like everything was lined up perfect, you know. Even like the way she wraps fucking Christmas presents, it's just like so geometrically, you know what I mean? Like it's right. with the universe. <laughs> yeah, with rice, rice and newspaper covers. Yeah, all man. you needed, or like a brown paper bag, right? You, people yeah, use brown yeah. paper bags for 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 book covers. That's crazy shit, man. You, you think uh, Heavenly has any good uh, childhood stories? Hi. Hey. Oh my God, Brock! <laughs> can you ask Heavenly to jump on, please? Where the yeah? I don't. Know, I'm not bald. I have more hair than Brock. That's how you yeah. can tell the difference. Wow. I think yeah. Heavenly has a. I think Heavenly has a good uh, uh uncle story that she hates. What? <laughs> oh, do you have a story? Do I have a story about an uncle that I hate? What are you talking uh, about? You have a good childhood story. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. You guys, you guys missed it. You guys missed it. It went over your heads. That was wow. Thanks, Sean. Um, I don't know. Uh, childhood stories. Dude, my dad was always like kind of like the the weirdo. Like, I don't, he would uh, we would have sleepovers for my birthday every year, and my dad would be the one that would be like jumping out of the bushes and trying to scare us. And one year, um, we were all in the bedroom like telling secrets or something like little girls do. We're all like you know huddled in a circle, and my dad had like this ski mask on, and he was like popping up in the window. And my best friend saw it, and as soon as she saw it, she got so scared that she fainted and fell off the bunk bed and was never allowed to come back to my house because of the scary uh, man that almost robbed us at the fucking uh, sleepover. That's what she told her mom. That's so, creepy. yeah. Yeah, that was my family. That is super creepy. Well, how is that? He was just a jokester. At least you didn't have like a uncle that touched you or something. No, I didn't have that. No. No, dysfunction. Dysfunctional. Dysfunction is a part of family too. You know, family dysfunction is huge. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Generate families and yeah, I, I can't think of too many perfect families. 
um, that I grew up with at all. I feel like most of them were just fucked up. Mm-hmm. My my best friend's mom um, was the first person that got him high on meth when he was like 10 or 11, I think. And like that was just how it was. And then after that, like he said, like DVDs would go missing. The TV went missing, like, you know, to sell for drugs. And that was just what he remembered his childhood being and his mom being. Right. Even even like uh, perfect families. I realized growing up like they were the most dysfunctional, the most alcohol dependent or drug dependent um, out of them all. I felt like. I feel like the dysfunctional families from the outside just seemed to, I was just more comfortable and set with them. It's kind of like what we talked about in the previous episode, how Ninja and I related more to black TV shows. And we really, really didn't catch on to white TV shows until Married with Children. Mm. Then it felt a little more entertaining. I felt like I related a lot better. Uh, That's how I felt growing up, though, too, because we were like, that the weird family like we were we grew up really poor so like we were i was raised in palco kansas it's a small farm town everyone has lots of money because of all the farming and my mom worked three jobs and my dad worked overnights so it was like oh there's the poor family and all my clothes were like hand-me-downs and crap like that so it was like i didn't understand like going to the movies i remember my friend was like you want to go to the movies tonight and i'm like tonight She's like, yeah, tonight. And I'm like, dude, we have to plan that shit out in like two weeks advance. Mom has to pick up like two extra shifts, you know, just to buy movie tickets. That was like weird to me. Yeah. So. I, had, I had my own set of keys when I was in kindergarten. Okay. So my mom would take me to the bus stop in the morning before she would have to go to work. And my mom worked in a sweatshop, like, you know, factory making clothes and stuff like that, sewing machines and heat pressers and all that. Right. So she would drop me off, make it look good. So I go to school, I come back, I would have to pretend I'm leaving with like my friend's mother and then we'd go down and then I would be out. And I had my own keys since I was in kindergarten, you know, and I had a, a, a sister that was six years younger than me. So that's just how I grew up. I grew up, I had to grow up fast. I had to grow up fast. Mm-hmm. I learned fast and, you know, I'm buying cigarettes because, you know, my mom and, uh, my father used to have a gambling house in the house. So everybody in the community would come to my mother's house and gamble. And that's how she used to make money. They'll pay the house fee, you know? And I'm buying cigarettes and beer for everybody. You know, I'm laying down, watching people fucking play uh, uh, Costa, Costa, right? It's a- yeah, one of my favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's crazy stuff. I, yo, I used to sit on the fire and I became such a loner, you know, because of all these crazy things that's mm-hmm. happening in my family, you know? and with my mom and and I, you know, I pick my mom up from the train station at seven o'clock every day, and then my mom would tell me to go get my father, and he's at the horse uh, OTB off track betting. This is where you bet on horse races, but they used to have places you didn't have to go to, like the horse track in itself. You go to a place and they have these TVs all around, and all these guys have newspapers and and pencils and smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. The smell of pens number two pencils, newspaper and cigars is so distinctive. It's like a supreme man smell. That's how all men should smell at one point. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I yeah. used to go pick my dad. I'd go get your dad. I used to go get my dad. he will give me a dollar. i go downstairs to this huge arcade, play video games until he finished what he's doing, and i take him back home. That's crazy shit, man. Abusive home. Uh, you know, my dad's stealing rent money so he can gamble. 
You know what I mean? My mom and my father fighting, throwing dishes at each other. My mm -hmm. mom telling me to call the cops on my dad. Fuck, mm -hmm. how do you call the cops on your dad? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Crazy yeah. shit, you know? That brings that brings us to the next subject. Like, did your parents beat the shit out of you? Mm. I used to get my ass bro. kicked. Bro, that's come on, bro. That's like Korean men initiation, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have one glorious moment as a childhood. <laughs> My mom used to have this like bamboo feathering stick and the, the handle was bamboo. It was about, you know, it's about two feet long. And she used to make me get my hands out and she would smack my hands like five oh. times or six times or whatever. If I did something wrong, one day I realized this shit doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Your nerves were all numb. You had severe nerve damage in your hands. Yeah, I was like, this is a glorious day. My hands don't hurt anymore. And then not even like the following day, she broke the stick. Not even on my hands. Like she was like, I think she stepped on it or something like that. And she fucking found a bigger stick. And I was. Oh. Yeah, women are like that. Whenever they yeah. find the biggest stick, you're fucked. <laughs> Yo, I have, a, I, I have, I, I have, I've been beat so many times, right? I have this memory. This is the, the greatest ass whooping I've ever taken. My father used to put me, I don't even know what I did, but my father used to put me in the bathroom, right? And he turned the hot water on and I'm there standing naked. Okay. You know what happens when there's hot water? Steam. You know what, mm. does, what that does to your skin? It makes it nice and, you know what I mean? He got this, I don't know where, he had this mop. It was an industrial mop, like the shit the school janitors use. This motherfucker just broke the shit in half, okay? Fuck. And my, and he, my father would always ask me, how many times do I want to get hit? So you can't go too low, and you definitely don't <laughs> want to go too high, right? So my number, my number was always 10. Yo, I had these welts and bruises on my legs. They were like this fucking thick and went across all over. I had to go to school the next day, right? And I was sitting on the edge of the seat because my ass couldn't be on a seat because it was hurting too much. I was at the fucking very edge, just sitting there, and everybody's asking me what's going on. I said, oh, no, nothing. You know? <laughs> it was in junior high school. I'll never forget this, man. I'll never oh. forget this. And then, and did, then you ever get the, did you ever get the encyclopedias? Or like the you, books, like my dad used to make me get face the wall. Oh yeah, you right gotta hold them up. Like you gotta hold them up. Yeah, you gotta hold them up like this or like this. That that was. I'd rather get hit. Just kick my ass that's instead. Yo, that, that's the when, when, when your shit is like this. Yeah. Trying to hold a fucking book up, and your shit is like this, and you're on your knees, and you got the fucking book like this, and you drop that shit. Oh, you drop that shit. It's fucking done. These are like all ex-military Korean. Korean guys back in right. you know, it's a different it's a different breed of men. You know what I mean? That's Even why, in America, why, yeah, that's why we can sleep with fat women. We can hold them up. I mean, we have the willpower to do it. We've been training since we were children. <laughs> you know what? Thanks. I was mom. wondering where that came from. I was like, now I got it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I honestly, my parent, I've asked them this before because I don't ever really remember being spanked. Like maybe a couple times. I was more like grounded, like things were taken away from me. And they told me because when I was a child, they would spank me and I would laugh. And I'd continue doing whatever the fuck I was doing. So they learned that I had to be ignored. 
like they would ignore me and I would fucking like I would lose it. That was like my no, nope, uh, like whatever okay. you wanted Whoa. if it's if you ignored me. Yeah. Heavenly, how heavenly, about in bed? How about in bed? You like to be spanked in bed, don't you? Yeah, yeah now, yeah, yeah, because well, you were I missing that. I was in your life. You were missing yeah. that growing up. Oh my god! <laughs> just like I, I just think about my parents now, like spanking their child and me, like their child laughing, being like, "This, this child is satanic. Like, what the fuck do we do with this thing? Like, we can't discipline it." He- heavenly got timed out, timeouts, and it fucked up her whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yep, that's yep. Don't oh, man. You, you, you know, you, you know what my dad. Oh no! Speaking of masochists, welcome to the show, Chibi. Chibi, <laughs> welcome to the show, Chibi. Just so we clear, I'm not a masochist. I'm gonna say this: sensual status. I just call. Anyways, hi guys, hi. Hi, hi. Well, hi. For, for for all our viewers, uh, you know, Chibi is living in China right now. Okay, she's been living in China for two years. She's calling all the way from China. She's a big fan of JJ. Always have been. Always will be. And uh, we're very grateful and thankful that you're here. Uh, everybody, share, comment, subscribe uh, to our channel. Uh, we really appreciate all the likes, all the shares, all the comments. Um, but yeah, she be welcome. Hi guys. What kind, of, what kind of fucked up childhood story do you have for us? So many that I cannot disclose. But um, there was a time where um, I'll keep it PG. Um, where my siblings thought it would be smart to skip school. Now I am the oldest at the house at the time. So and I'm the bona fide nerd. So I don't skip class because I like learning. These motherfuckers decided to all skip, but my dad's ex-wife caught all of them skipping outside of school. She called my dad. So by the time they thought they had like got away with it, my dad came back and it was ass whooping time. Like, and my dad is like six feet over 200 pounds of pure muscle. So them hits didn't hurt. So it was a lot of I'm like, God damn. I'm hearing shit moving downstairs. I'm like, this is why you go to school, kids, because this shit is not okay. Like, and there were times when I actually had to, hey, pigs and meow. Um, there are times when but there is a clear cut difference. I think people like to, yeah, we can laugh about it, ha ha kiki about some of these ass whoopings, but there are times when shit's gone too far. And being I'm an older sibling in the house at the time, there were many times where I had to actually pull my dad off of my siblings and <laughs> vice versa. So, now, funny nigga. Um, so there are a lot of times where, like, cause he's a strong motherfucker, mm-hmm. and all of us are not big. So you're having to deal with the pain and strength and, like, just because here's move shit. And I don't know how many, like, uh, viewers you got. But anyone can probably relate that when you're getting your ass beat, they're not looking to aim at your ass. They don't give a fuck what they hit. It can be your neck, your back, your ass, your legs, your hips, your chest. Whatever's there. Exactly. And you're lucky if you got the fucking note. (laughs) Like, 
it's, it's almost like the loading screen to a fight game, trying to Speak, figure out what they're going to use. Speaking of you know? belts, speaking of belts, I got my black belt you right here. Oh, I got yeah. I got my black belt right here for Shibi. Hold on, let me put it on real quick. All right. Oh, so you guys fucking know what the fuck is going on over here, right? Oh my god. Show <laughs> us the dim mark. No. You ever been you ever been in a situation where like you're out in public, say like a market? Or a shopping center, and you see some kid, and he's crying, kicking, screaming, and maybe somebody goes up and be like, "You need to smack this kid." I live with me living in Beijing. There, like, honestly, a lot of people. I'm sorry, it's gonna be very anecdotal, but a lot of people like to think these kids are well behaved. No, the fuck, they're not. There, there have been many times where I'm looking at a little ass kid going tit for tat with their parents. And I'm like, that can never happen in my house. If parents say, shut the fuck up and sit down, guess what? You're going to shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. Oh no. And a lot of the times, because a lot of the parents work, mm. work so much overtime and so much at work, mm-hmm. that a lot of the times grandparents. So the grandparents are like, no, no, no. Shush, shush, shush. And they're like, no, grandma, I do what I want. I'm like, boy, I would have wore that ass out. It had it been yep. my child. But my children oh, would have yep. known better. Because we got something called the look in black culture. Like, if you get the look, that's your cue and warning, yep. first and last. You better pipe that ass down and shut the fuck up. Because if I got to say something in public, I'm beating your ass when we get to the house. Period. I want to give a big shout out to the look. We're halfway through, brothers and sisters. Oh, here we go. Halfway through. It's All time right. to drink. Let me tell you something, man. This is where we're halfway well, you got you got. Yeah, something. you know, you know, soldiers are soldiers are a, a very big reason why Korean dads beat the shit out of Korean <laughs> boys. Damn fucking Skippy! Damn, cheers, Damn Skippy. everyone! Cheers. cheers, everyone! It's just I don't know, man. It's just a lot of stuff over here. Like, there's a lot of things that. You guys talking about earlier about the side. Okay. And perfection, perfection is such a thing that they try to strive for. But even with perfection, it comes critique, feedback, and room for improvement to grow and elevate. No. Um, again, no. But you know, they, they don't really have that. All right, I'm just going to remove her just until her connection gets a little better. I can see when her connection gets better. So mm-hmm. let me tell you, Let me tell you guys a quick story real quick, all right? One time, I I was uh, I don't know how old I was. I was uh, probably like maybe 20, 19, something like that. Eighteen? No, actually, no. I was like eighteen. It's when I lost my virginity, and I used to live in a one-bedroom apartment with my sister, right? And um, there was a door facing this little space, and it goes straight to the living room. My bed was in the living room. I didn't have any curtains. Okay, so when you walk in the door, you can see my bed. I had one leg up. I'm having sex with this girl, right? <laughs> and my sister walks in. <laughs> oh. And I have my one leg up, and all I do is turn back like this. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so she's like, Ugh. she pretends not to see, and she just like goes into her room. The awkward, like, uh, I'm not looking. Like, Yeah, I have that. One time I was cutting school, and I had uh, this girl 
this is you know this girl in my house and my father comes from comes home from work early so i hide her in the fucking bathroom for as long as i could until i get caught another time my mother caught me i'm we had moved to this house that we rented out and it was a scam right these guys they didn't even own the house they were they just renting uh properties out and you know we had the keys we go in but it wasn't there so they're just making money off of people scam people so i go into this house and there was this little little closet and had a porno magazine in this so i had it hit it i'm looking at it right so i'm sitting down looking at it my mom just walks behind me and is watching me looking at this porno oh magazine God. i'm like what the fuck i swear i found it i just found it right here i found it right here you know what i mean and my mom was like let me uh -huh. see let me see like how do you you know how do you like you guys ever have experience like that like yeah Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. I, I have tell a good me. one. I have a good one. Okay, so me and my mom are renting this apartment. Like, uh, she had half of it, and then I had the master bedroom. So, like, we were in the, me and a boyfriend at the time were in the master bedroom, like getting down or whatever, and we could hear her come home and sit down on the couch and was watching TV, and we didn't really think anything of it because we're both paying rent, you know, like it's fine, whatever. We can have sex. So we start to have sex, and he can't keep it hard. Like, so we're like trying to have sex and he just can't. So he gets off the bed and starts yelling at his penis. And he's like, you stupid motherfucker. Why would you do this? To me? <laughs> and my mom hears all this and she thinks that he's yelling at me. So she walks in the room, like burst in, you know, mad mom, like, I'm going to kill you. And he's just standing there like this. And I'm in the bed naked, like, uh, excuse me, bitch. She's like, you, oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I just like walked out and I'm like, Shit. wow. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, God <laughs> damn it. Step him ass down. God. Wow. Okay. You, you have a story, TV? Don't, you don't have a family, like, caught by the family story? I've never been caught having sex. Um, and me neither. And if I yeah. did, I would turn around. If I did, I'm, I'd probably turn around I'm and be never, like, yo, I'm just trying to expand the family here. I've I've never been caught having sex, but um, something that's kind of like parallel, but not really. My dad found my toy chest, even when I wasn't, um, even even when I wasn't sexually active. I because I'm a lifestyler, so my dad found my restraints, my handcuffs, my chains, my ball gags, my crops, my flogs, my ropes, all of it. He was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like. I think I'm in the <laughs> like that was my exact face. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. They didn't have dragon dildos back then, right? Motherfucker, this ain't no furries. Who's doing dragon dildos? If you hey, want to talk you about dildos, a, like I really that looks like this. Do you have this? I thought you had to open the fingers. I'm really confused now. Is it no, like... the toy. Oh, the Shut toy. Up. Yeah, oh, you talking about find the, photo you're, 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 the you're fifth us. toy? Oh, no. It's actually they made one. They do have a fifth one, but I don't use those. I use glass and real skin. Sorry, no thanks. But wait, 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 so, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said real skin, real skin. And oh gosh, shut the fuck up, ladies Listen. or people or men who do dabble in the fucking dildo scene. Please explain what real skin is to him. That a literal sense, you. Well, why don't you explain oh, it for us? 
Yeah, I don't know what real skin is. The only real skin I know is the fucking foreskin that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every episode. Every time. 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 Okay. Now, whether it does or not, I don't have a biological dick, but I can dance or strap the shit out of you. But that's just what it is. But on top of that, so again, back to Jay's question, I've never got caught having sex, but he he found, which I don't know why the fuck he's in my room, but he found my toy chest, and he and I had to explain to him, hey, dad, uh, yeah, so I'm a lifestyler. That demonic shit? No, Dad. No one's worshiping the devil in here. Um, no one's doing any of that shit. <laughs> like, if you are, great. But I'm not. But this is me, Dad. This is how, this is my identity. This is who I am. And he's like, "Are you having sex?" No, I'm not having sex, Dad. Like, <laughs> at the time, I was not having sex. But um, that was an awkward conversation because he also, so once he found my toy chest, he went through all my other shit. He like, are these chokers? Are these, what is this? I'm like, can you stop digging in my shit? Oh, God. I can't believe, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't believe, listen, Latanya is my niece. I can't believe she's watching the fucking show. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yo, big shout out to Pixie. Shibi, you said, do you have a strap Chibi. on? Shibi. I mean, Pixie. Dude, I, mean, I have a... Okay, let me ask you I ha- Yes, I have a strap how, on, yes. How, how big is your strap on? Mm. That's not a question. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are, are you talking about how, like, like it's, it's pieces? Are you talking about the harness, or are you actually talking about the dildo itself? The dildo itself. Um, I don't do the outrageous shit because, again, I'm a sensual status and a hedonist. I don't go for, like, excruciating pain. So if I'm strapping you, it needs to be comfortable. Sorry, I'm not a selfish fucking fucker or lover. So mine typically will max out around, like, seven. And But it's more about the girth. Heavenly. It's more about the girth than length with me. Sorry. Like, I, I want you to feel filled up. So it's more about the girth rather than the yeah, length. You want to get stretched out. I mean, heavily. Not you like, really, you, bitch. You, you like a little pain, don't you? You like getting spanked. And you like a little pain, don't you? Oh, I like you let her know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, want it, you want it to hurt. You want no, it to I hurt. I mean, not, not like Tell not her. down there, There's a level of hurt, Ninja. It's no, there hurt. is a level. Like, it's if the penis is hitting your cervix. The penis should not hit your cervix. That's just not I'm sorry. It's not. It, it, it does hurt. That right there. But like anywhere else is nice for pain. But the vagina should not feel, be no, feeling Tom, like a man. I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. Jeez, oh, and someone had a question about the lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. I'm pansexual. We're just, we're but, just, um, no, we, we got to talk one at a time. We got to talk one at a time. One at a time. We just want to, we just want to prepare you for birth. You understand? Because the show is about family. <laughs> the show is about family. We want to prepare you, know? you for birth. <laughs> the man ever you guys are me fucking that. up. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Stay on topic. Stop <laughs> talking about all your toys. This is disgusting. <laughs> Stop you looking at me just like it's a toy. Listen, if I was your you dad, asked, I would be beat. Have I ever got caught having sex? This is how we got in the toy situation because you asked, have you ever got caught having sex? No, but I did get caught for uh, my toy chest because I have a very um, 
Yo, I have a lot of gear. Okay. Listen, so it, it, listen. I have a story. <laughs> if I if I was your dad and I found your toy chest, that would have been an ass whooping you would have remembered for the rest what of your the life. Fuck mm. Trust me. 17. Oh, you ain't whooping oh, nobody oh, ass. Oh, oh. So, gonna, so, Listen, so I would have grabbed the dildo and done it, you know. I would have grabbed one of the toys. I would have grabbed one of these and put it on. Listen. Take it easy. It's it's not one of those shows. Oh, you're trying to go to jail. Okay, cool. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, wait, no, no, wait, wait. I have, a, I have a story. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a family story. This has nothing to do with cutting. Hold just, on, hold just, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you, thank you. So since we're talking about families and then the toy situation, my little sister, when she was about okay. five, found my parents' handcuffs and thought that they were toys. And so she <laughs> took the babysitter's hand and was like, I have the key. I swear I have the key. I just want to handcuff you to this railing. So oh, she handcuffed no. him to the staircase and we had to call the police. And when the police got there, they, he, <clears throat> he asked my parents why they have a real set of handcuffs in their bedroom. And that was fun oh, to oh watch my, my parents Speaking explain that to the show. I got a story. I got a story about handcuffs. So as Jay said earlier, I live in China, right? So I did. I wait, 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 did, wait, 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 wait. Jay never said you lived. What? In China. I said you lived in China. What do we all look alike? The fuck kind of shit is this? Clearly, you're not Chinese, but okay. Anyways, like I said, so I didn't realize. I still think they did. I still think they just one of my handcuffs. Now that I look back at it, but I was going through the train station because, of course, I can't pack all of my um gear. So I packed some of my stuff here. So um, my handcuffs set off the fucking um, um, security. So I had to <laughs> whip open my fucking uh, suitcase. The first thing you see is my flogger and my um, glass dildo with my with my handcuffs. The girl at the security was like, oh! I was like, you ain't never seen no dick before? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I, like, are you expecting me to be shamed? I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm quite I'm quite in tune with my sexuality, girl. Maybe you should probably try this shit because this shit is awesome. Because it ain't just any glass dildo. It was ribbed, bitch. That shit was nice. Anyways, so they're like, why do you have real handcuffs? I'm like, bitch, because I fuck. And I tie my motherfuckers up. Like, I fuck. You're going to be restrained. So they were like, but these are police handcuffs. Okay, if you want to go there, fine. But I'm not a police, clearly. But I still have my handcuffs. They had, like, I was literally going back and forth with them to give me my handcuffs back. I ended up having to buy more handcuffs when I got here. So they took my handcuffs. How come we're still talking about sex toys? The topic is family, people. It's about family, not (laughs) sex toys. Save it for another episode. Another episode. See how these girls are? You're Sean. You're Sean. I'm sorry. We were talking about children earlier. Now we're talking about sex toys. I can't do this. You know You know what it is, Jay? Okay, well, can I say how my siblings found my dad's content? Hold on, hold on, hold on. One person at a time. What I'm saying is, you see how it is? We talk about families, and these women, they fucking lose it. They go straight. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. We're talking about families. And they go straight to the goddamn vagina. They can't fucking help it. They can't help themselves. This is what I'm right. saying. Do you, do you think that you don't only go in like all uh, on, go on, on, on vaginas? I mean, to, so toys don't only go with vaginas. <sighs> Sorry, Ninja. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't just. It's not restricted to pussy. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. We do we got kids on here? I'm sorry, vagina. 
I guess you missed the fucking part. Family. Sean. Family. Sean's family. I can't I can't be with family. We're dealing with the family topic. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm talking Sean, about how my dad on. found my stuff and we're you know. Man. Sean, you see this? We talk about families, right? Women, don't, I know. They, they can't help it. One hundred percent. It's in their 100%. genetics. It's in their DNA. It's in their You're nature. On it. They want to reproduce. it out for what it is. They want to mm. reproduce. They want to reproduce. One hundred percent. Yeah. Listen, we have enough. We have enough children in this world. We're already fucking maxed I'm out. I'm in China. I know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, luckily <laughs> over there, they get rid of all the superfluous children. Let's, let's no, pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. Okay. And let's back the truck up for one second. Okay. All right. Because right. mm. Chibi's, Chibi, Chibi's already dildo, dildo strap on fucking people already on the show. I know. Okay. We heard no, about I'm that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just strapping people all willy nilly. I'm, I'm just like, hey, you come over here, get strapped. But, no one's but, doing that, Ninja. But I will give Chibi credit. She is a master in her art. I've seen uh, photos of what she does. She's really into that rope oh, stuff. Yeah. What do you what do you call it's that rope stuff? Body. That rope stuff is yeah. called she body. Um, I'm more of I'm definitely on the, on the receiver and giver end. But I only when I'm receiving is definitely therapeutic. But I'm definitely more into the suspension of she body. Yeah, so. you know, you know, you know, I can you know. I can barely tie cargo to the back of my truck. So I might need you to come around every <laughs> once in a while. Do you want a promo or no, anything? Did they let you do that yet? Talking about? Nah, Who's I don't talking? think she's like. Yeah, she does it more for a hobby. <laughs> but maybe if we got Chibi to, uh, if it's we get Chibi to tie up Sean, that would be fantastic. He's got this oh, wonderful man. beanie with a with a correction, on top. Correction. I have to make a correction. I must make a correction. There it is. I must make a we, we need to tie that up. Put I must it make on. a correction. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but I got to make a correction. <laughs> not a hobby. Not a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a screenshot. Oh man, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, I want to talk about the universal family for one moment. Mm -hmm. And what I, what what I mean by universal family, I'm talking about the sun, moon, and stars. That's man, woman, and child. It's universal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know it's hard to it's hard to come back. Mm -hmm. After all the dildo talk, okay, I get you it. Started a little prematurely, oh, okay. <laughs> what? Hey, man. My, my, oh, my you only said dildo five times. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her another shout out. My moon made me this drink tonight. It's pretty nice. Oh, shout out, shout out to the moon today. Shout out to the shout moon. Everyone, the moon. pick up a drink. Shout out to the moon. Yeah. Look what the look blue what moon. Ah, yeah. look at me. Hey, and that's why I was talking about the universal family. I said the sun, moon, and stars. I said that's man, woman, and child. Okay? As above, as above, so below. Okay? I'm just going to leave it just like that. Because I don't want to get... Bring out the flag. Bring out the flag. Bring out the flag. So that's what that flag means? I never knew that. No. There's a... 
What's a flag mean? Oh, those those dashes do mean something though on the side. Yeah, like, north, think, west, yeah. south, east, um, yeah. heaven, All the cardinal directions, earth. Right yeah, yeah, wind. It it also means father, mother, son, and daughter. Son and child. Yeah, yeah. a daughter. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Look at that! Look at that, baby! Yeah, we're all about beautiful. the family. We're all about the human family. How about yeah. that? Let's talk yeah. about the human family for one yeah. second. Human yeah. family. Let's bring it all, all right. together. At one point, do you consider bringing your friends in as your family member? Like, we have a lot of friends. Oh, like, I consider Ninja to be my, my brother, so my younger times. brother, okay? Yeah. At, at what level? And like, I, do you have one that's really close to you that you consider like almost greater than yeah. you? <laughs> I've stopped like talking to family members before, so, you know. Yeah. Um, in fact, my family some... makeup. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. With me, me or Heavenly? Go ahead, GB. Okay. You're on. As far as as far as friends being considered family, my family is my friends, and I don't mean that as a cliche thing. I really do, because I disassociated with blood years ago due to circumstances and just fucked up upbringing and childhood. So my friends were more reliable, protecting, protective, caring than my whole entire family. And that goes for both fucking sides, the egg donor side and the fucking dad side. I just don't associate with blood because in reality, my blood has done more harm and hurt in all fucking angles of it than my friends that I've developed or had the privilege of having in my life. So there have been too many times when my friends have actually gone like to the and and back with me so i would go right harder for friends than blood any day any day mm -hmm. no and that's how it is for me too like my family was really chaotic but my mom was always like that that house mother or whatever like all the little like kids that didn't have like really good upbringings or you know weren't celebrating holidays or whatever they were all my friends were always allowed at my house so i think my mom kind of instilled that on me in me and like the moment when a friend turns into family is it's normally like honestly and that's this sounds fucked up but it's like trauma bonding it's like when you guys go through <laughs> something that's like fucked up together and they don't lose their shit and they don't sell you out and they don't throw you under the bus like that's family period unfortunately like, yeah it, it does it does tend to bond with with, with trauma mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah. i've had more friends that have bonded with over trauma shit because i'm mm -hmm. telling them some shit or they're telling me something happened to them and I'm the and we're like trying to hold each other up as best as we can. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my psychologist us. always taught me to stay away from trauma bonding. I don't know how well I've done at that. Um the hat <laughs> looks good on you though. Yeah, it does. I like it. Yeah. It's invisible. Everything's I, I, fine. I like this part. I, I don't know what that part is called. The propeller. It's called That's the propeller. The, wait, no, it was the, it. it was the, it was the, no, the dude, the dude <laughs> called it the, the helicopter parts on my yarmulke or something like that. Listen. <laughs> I guess he didn't like my heritage. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. I'm still calling him out. I'm going to have fun with him tomorrow. Anyways, I'll stop. I'm going to make him my family by the time I'm done. You know. <laughs> There's family. so many ways to take that thing. Family, <laughs> you know, the, the, <laughs> the foundation of all of us is family, you know, and that's the most important. Regardless of whom or what, you know, we can never turn our backs on our family. 
because we love them yeah. unconditionally, no matter yeah. what. You know, no matter if you if you go through something, if they say something or whatever it is, somebody, some some even if a family member you don't even get along with, you might not get along with them, but you still love them unconditionally. You know, yikes! You don't think uh, so? I, not at all. I I don't I don't think family means you're immune to being cut off if you're toxic and detrimental to oh, someone's no. being. No. That no, isn't. I don't do that. No. I don't do. I don't. I don't. I don't do unconditional. There yeah, you still make that choice. That means. You know. Like like you still make that choice. Um, nothing against you, Ninja, by any means. Well, but what's, my what's father your... has that kind of thinking where he thinks even though they do fucked up shit to you, they're family. Fuck that. No. We don't about, do that. Once you become a yeah. father or a mother, you really understand unconditional love. Sun, right. moon, stars, man. Also, man, don't agree. man, woman, child. And that's also Just, knowledge okay. versus understanding. Sean, well, there's more then, to then, it. Then now I gotta ask. Now now I have to ask. Don't take offense to this. Just see it for what it is. So do you feel, because I think there's a difference between a mom and a mother and a dad and a father. I think just because you have the utilities down under to give life and help life come into this world, does that make you a parent? And does that make you worthy of the title of father and mother? It does not. I am a walking example with that. My egg donor, I honestly feel she should have never had kids because she just doesn't have the capacity, rather be emotionally, just she does not have it. And it was more of a detriment of her even like she not, everyone's not equipped to have that gift of giving life and supporting life and uplifting life. I don't Wisdom have any kids of my own. I damn sure know the blueprint of what not to do to a child and what you should not allow to happen to your children. Because there are many things that I, I won't discuss, but I think there is a, a there, there's a clink of difference. So you would, we would like to say that someone that has brought life into this world understands the capacity of what they have done and bringing life. And there are some people that are just fucked up and don't deserve that unconditional love from their children. They haven't earned that. I know they say you must honor your mother and father, but you also should not provoke your children or you should not do harm and ill will to your children. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. I think it comes to I think I think it comes to a point of understanding understood, and I think at a at a certain point in time in your life that um you know you just want to heal, and the only way to really heal is through love. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that you have when I speak of like you're always going to love your family, no matter what unconditionally. I'm not saying the experiences uh, are erased or what what you feel mm-hmm. or what it's done to you are, are gone. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying to you is if deep down in, in your soul, that love is always going to be there. It's always going to be there. You can never get rid of it. You can never get rid of it. And, you know, I have family members that you know, I might not, you know what I mean? And, and I'm pretty sure all of us do, but we you know we're talking about love and love is the highest elevation of understanding. And I'm talking about understanding understood.
Thank you.